Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network and for the podcast. Uh, please don't be afraid to rate, view, and subscribe all the podcasts that are available uh, on the Running Hook Podcast Network, whether that is the Circle City Cinema or the Power Hour. Uh, Alex Burr recently just put out his podcast on the Western Conference. Uh, Zach is continuing his podcast of Succession. Mandalorian wrapped up a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, one of the best shows on the planet. Ted Lasso uh, is still available, <laughs> still being uh, 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 consumed. Uh, so I know he'll have thoughts throughout the uh, throughout that as well. Bryce, I know, has been watching that too. I know they're talking about it on their show. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to get into uh, everything that's going on in the entertainment, uh, entertainment world and, and et cetera. Uh, I just asked that Disney just get a little bit more creative, please. Uh, if I wanted some ideas, I just would uh, just go to my kindergarten. I just go to my sister and I... I heard Guardians is good, man. I heard Guardians three is good. Look, you, you it, it don't could want to be, go but on this road right now, we just have a se- we to. just have a sequel. We just have a sequel. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy uh, available for Zach to consume oh, as uh, early as convenient. So any, anyway, oh, we've we've got we've got a big pot for you today. We've got uh, we've got we've got the Easter Conference. We've got uh, some tidbits on the West. We've got uh, the NFL draft. Uh, finished and uh, teams know what they're doing and etc. cetera. Uh, so I just kind of want to get into the Eastern conference. We talked about the Sixers. We talked about the fact that, you know, they were eliminated. We talked about, you know, that they beat Brooklyn. We talked about uh, the, you know, the New York Knicks and their demolishment of the Cleveland or the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Boston getting pushed. We talked about that as well. Um, in addition uh, obviously Milwaukee. So we are now have a second round series of Celtics and Sixers, Knicks and Heat. Um, let's start with let's start with Sixers Celtics. Um, you know, 76ers up one to nothing. Uh James Harden absolutely making Bryce shove it down his face with the 50 oh with an gosh. incredible okay. uh, Fine, I'll dismantle you uh, and, and and the uh and the Celtics here down one to nothing. Looks like they're up. Well, the, the game's going on right now. Uh, game two, at least, looks like Boston's winning. So uh, I'll start off with Bryce on this. Go ahead, get your PR out of the way. Get your PR for uh, the the hatred of Mari. Uh, get your PR out of the way. Get your blinded hate out of the way. Uh, you get your shades out of the way. Uh, it's too sunny outside, and, and you're trying to cover yourself with the blind just because you know how wrong you are. So go ahead, take it. Away. Oh. Help me. I'm wrong. Okay. That Harden game was an absolute outlier, and you guys know it. Not a threat to me. Not a threat. Um, I think Philly is, or I think the Celtics are going to be fine. I'm not sweating James Harden. I'm not sweating him anymore. In fact, enjoy, enjoy Houston next season. Enjoy that dumpster fire. Go play for Udoka. You guys can both go to the club together. You guys can, you know, turn the Houston Rockets into even more of a joke. I mean, they're the laughing stock of the NBA anyway right now. So I'm not sweating this. I'm happy that Embiid's back, but is it, are they pushing him too soon to try to get this 2-0 lead? What if they don't win tonight? 
Embiid is, is still not 100%, and he never is 100% for the rest of the series. Was it worth it? No. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's has a seven-point lead. It's early in the game. I typically, typically, I want to see what, how teams look after halftime, first half, if, if it's close. See what you got in the second half. But I'm not counting on James Harden to get you 45, even 30. That's playoffs. Zach, uh, what's your early reaction to Celtic Sixers? This is typical shady behavior. Moving the goalposts, asking James Harden to step up in Embiid's absence, and he does. And then he, and then all of a sudden, whoa, 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 whoa! James Harden can't do it when it matters. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? He dropped, he dropped a forty piece on you. He stole game one at home against the best team in the East. Great. He did exactly what he had to do, and more, and more. And he took the game. He took the game over. He dominated the game in all facets. It was a vintage prime Harden performance. And uh, how are you? How are you going to sit here? How are you going to sit here and say you're not sweating it? He did exactly what he had to do, and now he's getting the MVP back. You know they're playing. They're playing Boston kind of tight right now. And Boston does this shit where they they dog they they sleepwalk. They, they did do. It they do. That that is, I agree no, with. no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Boston. No, shut up, Bryce. Shut up. Boston. Boston. You know you. they do this sleepwalk thing where they they did it against Atlanta. When they, that's a team they should have swept, and they didn't. They dragged it out to six. They couldn't get it done at home on the parquet. Now they did the same thing in game one. They're like, oh, Embiid's not playing. And B's not playing. We'll we'll you know we'll walk. It'll be a walkthrough, and we'll come out with the win. And then James Harden turned into Rockets. James Harden, and you know, like I said, dominated the game in all facets. Now they get Embiid back. Is it too soon? Time will tell. But if would I'm a Celtics fan, back? I'm not. Would I have brought him back? Uh, no, I might have no. waited until the series went back to Philly. That way, the home crowd yes. he can feed off you the got home the crowd split. a little bit more. You literally have home court advantage now. It's house money, in my opinion, that they won Game One. I I just agree. And it, and I mean, it's, it's just totally real. embarrassing for Boston. Totally embarrassing. No, yeah, it is. I agree. It is embarrassing for Boston. But Harden did exactly what he had to do, and more, and more. Can we stop with the Tatum Kobe parallels now? Because let me tell you something. Yeah. Kobe yeah. wouldn't have lost that game, nor would he have let the Sel- or the Hawks hang around for six games. Or se- it was six games, right? Yeah, six, six games. games. Six, yeah. Yeah. Tatum is not the killer that we all think he is. I think when things are going well, he's one of the best players in basketball. When things are going bad, it goes really bad. I was telling Zach, Caleb, I don't know if you saw this stat or not. It's kind of damning for Tatum. Tatum had four shots in the fourth quarter of game one against Philly. Malcolm Brogdon had more shots than him in the fourth quarter. Marcus Smart had just as many shots Good as Jason gracious. Tatum in the fourth Good quarter. Gracious. 
How about that? Goodness gracious. Well, that's, that's, you saw this golly. from him in the, you know, that's what was the big knock on him in the finals last year against Golden State. He, he did the same thing. Bolded. He quit taking shots. Uh, he kind of quit playing defense, and that was it. But, Bryce, I told this to Caleb uh, a couple nights ago. This is an opportunity for Doc to show his chops yeah. coaching-wise. You're playing a rookie head coach. You're back in your old city for the first time. This is Doc's first playoff series against the Celtics. <laughs> Let me do the Zach thing. Doc Revenge Series. Doc Revenge Series. Doc Rivers. I mean, this is a chance. This is a chance for Doc Rivers <laughs> to, you know, show his coaching chops, to show why he's a top 15 coach of all time, according to the NBA. So... Yeah, don't blow I think him being back please. in Boston. Yeah, please. But I mean, I don't, oh, I don't think Curtis? it's being. Hey, I, once Doc has done it with like four times. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all Kurt I'm saying. Did it, Kurt, well, Kurt did it in the finals. That's a big difference. But I mean, I, it's just. Okay. Silver, <laughs> silver series. The silver series. Sure, whatever. Yeah, don't get flagrants. Don't get flagrants. Okay. Don't be an idiot. Uh, but no, in all, in all seriousness, I, I, I think... But no, it is at, an opportunity for, you know, Joe Mozzarella stick, yeah. according to JD. You know, he can get out coached here pretty heavily by Doc Rivers. And yeah, I don't think people are... I, I mean, I know it's been 10 years or whatever since Rivers was the head coach of the Celtics, but I mean, that's got to play a factor, at least to him. That, hey, I'm mm-hmm. these, these guys traded me. The Celtics traded me. The yeah, trade trades coaches. Doc Reve- yeah. Oh, here we go. There's Zach's angle. Doc Revenge series. Look, I, I it is think a Doc Revenge series. And it totally Boston, is. Bo- Boston has to figure <laughs> out a way to get more. They have to figure out, okay, especially a guy like Jalen Brown, who started off so well in game one. The lack of assertiveness in the rest of the, the game can't happen. You know, if you want to go to the finals, you want to win a championship and you're that good of a player. Like you, you just got to take over the game. If you're feeling that type of rhythm, you know, we know Tatum would do it, you know, like that's to me, like, I think Jalen's got to come in here. And, you know, it's a big series for him. I'm really curious to see how he responds. Cause I think he got a lot of criticism. I think he got a lot of criticism from Boston fans. Like he got a lot of criticism just for not being the guy that he's capable of being, uh, which in my personal opinion is third best player in the series. So, I mean, I think this is a opportunity wow. here for Jalen to come into this with a, a hungry mindset, look to cement himself and, and get this team back to the champ, you know, back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I, I'm leaning Boston still in the series. I just think there's, you know, some resilience there. I think Boston can get, can even, you know, can get a game on the road. Um, you know, I kind of like him to win, you know, tonight. Uh, we're growing this on a Wednesday, so I like them to win tonight. And then I like them to win game three as well. Set the tone, go back in momentum. So I, if they do that, I think they're fine. Like, I think it's not the end of the world to lose a game at home. And, you know, I think it's getting a little, I'll be honest, I think it's getting a little overrated. These early losses, I think, are getting a little overrated. We're seeing I agree. Totally agree. You know, we're seeing we're seeing it, you know, in the West. We're seeing it in the East. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's ideal that they lost the game. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... You know, it's one game and, and stuff like that happens. And I think these teams on the road just like I think they really strive for the split and I think they do everything they can, you know, to get that game one edge. So 
And, and, on, and speaking of a team that got the game one edge, uh, the New York Knicks against the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat win game one. Uh, they come in and, you know, make every shot from three. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Kyle Lowry uh, just continue, you know, played at a high level, uh, kind of woke up from what everybody thought they could be in game one. They win. New York responds. Game two, clutch plays down the stretch. Um, I, I haven't even phased my pick on New York. I'm not even phased. Uh, this Miami Heat team, sorry. All like you're going to shoot the ball the way you are. That's fine. I just don't think it's un- I just don't think it's sustainable. This is a horrible home court team. This is a bad home court team. Miami has no fans. Uh, they have no fans at all. Oh, they would have. <laughs> oh my was on the court. I mean, this is the, the it, it, to me. I think this New York Knicks team is going to come in here. They're going to. I wouldn't even be shocked if they take two in Miami. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I just, I think, I think New York, I think, I think New York's going to be totally fine. I think Brunson made enough plays down the stretch. I think Randall was big. It was huge to have Randall back after missing game one. Uh, I, I think that's a, a big time thing for them. Uh, I, I just, I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm not even, I mean, can I just turn my snooze button on the heat, please? I mean, they are what they are. They suck. You play Duncan Robinson and it's saying about a minute in your rotation. Uh, you're not going anywhere. Zach, go ahead. What are your thoughts on uh, the Knicks and the heat? Well, I first just want I want to clarify something on me and the Knicks. All right. I want to clear I want to clarify something. My hate with the Knicks has never been with the team itself. It's never been with the fans. It's been with the organizational infrastructure with the Knicks, how incompetent they are. And the love that the national media gives the Knicks. Well, you hated Kurt year. Thomas. You hated Kurt Thomas. No, I'm not I'm not you. I'm not you. Kurt, Kurt Thomas, that's fine. That, well, whatever. Kurt Thomas never did anything to anybody. He gets boards. That was my hate with the Knicks. Was, they suck year after year, and yet they're top of the line at ESPN or TNT. And the ownership there. The ownership just phoning it in year after year, making dumbass moves year after year. And now, finally, these last couple of years... <laughs> Uh, you know, we're making Bryce Eden on James Harden tonight. Dylan Hughes. Hey, Dylan man. Hughes. Hey, man. Hey, man. Dylan Hughes. Hey, Dylan man. Hughes. Uh, you know, Alex, screen record this. Put it in. Put it in the. Put it in the chat. Post it. Whatever. Dylan Hughes. You need to eat crow on Julius Randle here. Julius Randle took the Knicks, one of the doormats of the NBA in the past decade, took the Knicks to the playoffs twice now. Twice now. And yeah, he hasn't performed, you know, up to what he did in the regular season in those years. Through an ankle. But, you know, he's played hard. And I think New York fans would take a bullet for Julius Randle. The way he's brought them back to relevance. There's no better home court in the playoffs right now than MSG. I mean, you can feel the energy just watching at home on TV. I mean, all the old Knicks are there. Mellow's there, much to Bryce's chagrin for whatever reason. Yeah, you can miss me. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, John Starks is there. Patrick Ewing is yeah. there. Amari's there. Everyone's there watching. Amari, did he find a fire extinguisher? Watching the Knicks. It, I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Who knows? But the Knicks, I, I don't know. I feel like this is a seven-gamer. I kind of disagree with Caleb. I feel like this is a seven-gamer. The Heat are just frisky as hell. They're not going to give up. They're well coached. 
extremely well coached. They are well coached. Uh, yes, you are playing Duncan Robinson an ungodly amount of minutes for a it's player. It's going to bite him. You're playing him. You're paying him eighteen million dollars, uh, which makes me want to vomit. But they're tough. You know, they have guys like Lowry, guys like Adebayo, guys like Butler, who are just going to show up and make your life hell for 48 minutes. But I think the lack of depth and the lack of shooting, I mean, they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams on the season. It's going to catch up with them at some point, and I think it's going to be in game six or seven when they're needing a win to move on. I just don't. The Knicks, you know, they're also extremely well coached. They have more talent offensively. I think the Heat might be the better defensive team, but offensively, the Knicks, I mean, it doesn't compare really. You're looking at Jimmy and a bunch of scrubs on offense for the Heat. So I think Randall will have a good game here soon. I mean, he had a good game last game. Barrett, I don't think there's anyone on Miami besides Butler who can guard Barrett. And Brunson is just cooking Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry and Al Horford getting one way tickets to the senior home. Kyle Lowry. But, uh, is, get, no, give me, give me the Knicks. Give me the Knicks in six or seven. Kyle Lowry is like, uh, the way that I, I watch him in the playoffs is like, um, is like my workout schedule for the week. You know, it's like you go through like your first couple days. You go through your first couple days and it's like just feeling it out and feeling it out. And you get to the peak of your week. You get to like the middle of your week. You feel really strong about yourself. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm knocking this out. I'm doing all these routines. I'm doing all these exercises. And then by the end of the week, you're just falling off a cliff. I mean, I, like to me, like Kyle, that Kyle Lowry is just like a workout routine. I mean, you're, you're not you're not going to you're, you're not going to see any consistency. It's all just going to build up, build up, build up, build up. And it's going to feel like you're dropping because you did all the work earlier. Um, Bryce, what do you think about the. Uh, the Miami Heat against the New York Knicks, um, and and you know where do you where do you kind of lean here? Do you still lean like Knicks here? Uh, yeah, I do like the Knicks, but I don't think it's just going to be a dog walk. I mean, Jimmy Butler didn't play in Game Two, and it was still a very close game. Um, you know, with you know Wash K Love and Kyle Lowry out there, Duncan Robinson getting minutes. Yeah. So I mean, they are a scrappy team, like Zach said, like. It's nothing to sleep on. Like Jimmy, Jimmy now has another three days of rest before the next game. He will. I. You can bet on it. He'll be out there for game three. You can bet on it. And Jimmy just brings something to the game that just most players don't. And I think that's a challenge for the Knicks. Now I'll say this: we continue to be wrong. You know, our takes on Brunson look worse and worse every big game he has. He pulled them. He pulled the Knicks from the depths of Game Two when things could have just. Then he had opportunities to blow the game wild. Open. Right, they had an opportunity to blow the game open, and Brunson just hit big shot after big shot after big shot, and that's why they paid him the money. And, and you know what? He's worth every penny right now. Every freaking penny. Every penny. Every penny. But, I mean. To your point, to back to you, those saying you know this is just. You know, the Knicks could win two. Miami's currently favored three. It's three. That says something to me. For an eight seed to be favored at home, not just by a point where it could be a push, by three points. Mm. It's saying something. Like, I don't think Miami's just going to roll over and die. 
I don't think that's going to happen. New York is, is definitely going to have to earn it. It'd be good for the city. And yeah, you can miss me on, on the Knicks filling their arenas with past players. No, they're in the second round. No, miss me. They, they need to be there throughout the entire season. How about that? Um, they were. What? It was a bad name. So Bryce, no, Bryce, 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 let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, Bryce. If if the Pacers, the Pacers who haven't won a playoff series in nine years, say we make the playoffs next year and, you know, Reggie Miller shows up and Jermaine O'Neal shows up and, and Danny Grager shows up. Everybody's there. You're going to say no. You should have rocked with us when we, when we were down bad. Oh my that's we were done no. bad. How about that? How about that? Oh my! You know, you know oh who, would, who I would accept? You know who I would accept there? Oh my gosh! Ron Artest, because he always be rocking with us, no matter what's going on. He came to a game last year. Test. He's the only one allowed in. Oh my! You're not going to let Reggie Miller? What? No, we have to automatically. He has an all-time pass. You're not going to let Jermaine O'Neal in. You're not going to let I mean, Danny Grant in. I mean. I mean, I guess Rick Smiths. Rick Smiths is always welcome. He shows up all the time. What? He does meet. What? what? Are you going to sit there and say Rick Smiths is always welcome? What? You're really going to sit there and say, what do you Jaylen mean you're going to say that? Jalen Rose? Rose. No, they're welcome. They're welcome. They're, they're welcome. welcome. Just like I'm done. Just like I'm done booing Paul George. Paul George is welcome. Always booed. Boo. That's Congratulations on winning zero, zero it's titles. It's been six years. For it's been you six... left us for nothing. You could have won zero titles with us. Congrats. It's been six years. No, he looked me in my face. Shook his hand. <laughs> no, get, shut up. Shut up. You're getting booed. No, I'm not booing. I do, enjoy, no. I do enjoy his Pacer stories on his podcast, though. I will say that. His land no, stories next year, are outstanding. Next year, when the three of us go to a, a Pacers game, and a, if it's a Clippers game, I'm they're not play, they're making a play-in. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are making the play-in because we're going to get Brandon Miller in the draft. No, you know, Caleb, just just like we got Caleb, Anthony Richardson. Handle this for me. No, 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 no. You got no, no. Well, there you go. I, we, we handled it, Bryce. Look, when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to the uh, when, it comes, when it comes to the uh, the Easter Conference. I mean, look, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm just confident that the, I just I don't know. I've got some confidence that the Knicks are going to beat Miami, and I, I think Boston and Philly finals. are certain certainly going to be competitive. Uh, but you know, we, we, there's I think the big thing in this series, you know, with with Heat and Knicks, in my opinion, is just like how can, how much can they get away with this Vincent three point barrage, this Struce three point, you know, success? And I don't really know. And I guess it's my point. It's why I'm still really confident in the Knicks. I don't care that they're going back home. Like I just feel like I'm I'm seeing a better team. And I think I trust Thibodeau. I I, I do. I think he has a good read on this team. I, I trust this. Per- I trust his decisions with this personnel. I think Spolster is a good coach. I think he he's trying to scheme the best he can. But you know, I just don't think this Miami team is as depth that I can trust. Uh, and and meanwhile, in New York, I do. I think and I agree with Zach. We're due for big Julius Randle game. 
Uh, we're due for a big Julius Randle game. Uh, it's coming at you in game three. Uh, I think what? I think he's going to come in big big time game three. I think we're talking a thirty ball in game three. Caleb, what are the odds that the uh, right now the current odds for the Knicks to make the finals? Do you know, well, make the finals to make the finals. Oh Christ! Uh, I mean, probably a pretty probably pretty high. When, hey, I do mean, you guys see a path to the finals for the Knicks? No, I don't. I just I feel like both Philly and 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 and. Boston present a little too much, you know, like it'd be like one of those things where like a team kind of, you know, uh, you know, I wouldn't know if, I don't know if overachieve is the right word, but, but it's like, I, I feel like there would be some sense of overachieving. I think they would be like, Oh my gosh, like this is a different tier of team, but they're playing really well right now. So who knows? Um, next up, uh, let's get in. We'll do some tidbits on the West. Uh, I, I want to jump in on uh, Warriors and Kings. I know we got takes on that series. Uh, I, I'm I'm going off first. I got the permission of Alex to go a little longer on this because I want to make the Bryson uh, Zach after the series. Uh, I'm going to make this point right here, right now in front of the public. This is on the record. Put on your TikTok. Uh, put it out to all you truthers uh, because I know I'm right. Steph Curry is better than Kobe Bryant. Oh my gosh! No, we're not doing this. Steph Curry is better than Kobe Bryant all time. Uh, the fact this this is no debate. Curry is Curry is better. Curry is a better player than Kobe Bryant all time. Uh, he he he's just simply better. Uh, he proved it in this series uh, in Game Seven. Uh, the Warriors were not a better team than the Kings uh, whatsoever. Uh, they were getting out coached and out schemed, and Steph Curry. Uh, in game seven delivered a performance that frankly just gave me all the results that I needed. Uh, he, he was able to put a game in, in place where he was just able to purely dominate by scoring and shot selection. Uh, Curry in general uh, is a 10 times better playmaker uh, and, and he's a significantly better shooter. And, you know, he, he never plays like this because I don't think he likes playing like that. Uh, but in game seven, that was about as dominant of a scoring performance as I've ever seen and will ever see. And uh, in my in my opinion, uh, just give me Steph Curry over Kobe Bryant all time. Uh, I, there is no debate to this, in my opinion. Uh, there is no, uh, you know, people might want to say it's hot in the oven. Uh, I'd call it lukewarm uh, because of how factual it is. How factual it is that Steph Curry is better than Kobe Bryant. It's lukewarm. It's barely over the barely over three hundred. Barely over three hundred in the oven. Uh, Curry's just Curry's just flat out better than Kobe Bryant. Uh, two of you can disagree with me on that all you want. Uh, even though I know I'm right. Uh, Bryce, uh, we got we got. No, 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 no. We're not going to brush past this. Oh, we're not, not going to brush ahead, past this. Go ahead. No, right, we're not. We're not. We're not. I can't believe you thought you were going to just rock through that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, 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 listen. I, I mean, Tell it's me closer than people think. No, I'm with you. It's closer than people think. He is a better player. He's a better player in the clutch. He he's a better player in the clutch. He is a he is a he can he can score. And he can shoot it at all levels on the court. His finishing his finishing his ability to finish has only gotten better as his career has continued. Defense. I'm looking at the same guy. Both are, are like the cones out there. Uh, I no, can I can no, many times I want. The, the, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's not a defender. Kobe Bryant's not a defender. What the Kobe Bryant is not a defender. Kobe Bryant is not a defender. Kobe Bryant is not oh, a defender. Him. How many all defensive teams did he make? How many Kobe all defensive teams did he make? Kobe Bryant is not an all defender. 
Kobe Bryant oh, is not no. a defender. No, no, he's I'm not a defender right now. He's not a defender. Eight all defensive teams. I don't. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was was a reputational thing. Was reputational with Kobe. Was reputational with Kobe. There weren't as many good defensive players in that era. There just weren't. Oh my! Are you kidding me? Bullshit! No, Garnett. Kevin Garnett, Ron Artest, all bigs, all bigs, all bigs, all bigs, and and wings. Ron Artest is a no guards, no guards. Oh my god! Give oh me a guard. my god! Give me a guard. Gary Payton, Gary Payton, Gary Payton Jason Kidd. Gary Payton was great. Gary Payton was great. Gary Payton was great. What are you talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about yeah, Steph Curry has made more of an impact than Kobe. I mean, fine if you want to talk about oh. impact on the game. Of course, of course. But I I cannot go there yet. I, I I think it's very close. I think Steph Curry is top ten player of all time, and his his performance last series, you know, last year carrying over to this playoffs. I mean, he's in he, without question. He's climbing the ranks of the top ten. But I mean, you right, know, I'll eat crow if you want to look at all right, I'll eat crow no, I'm not gonna, I'll eat crow on the defense. I'm not gonna. Go I'm not, yeah, you're gonna eat crow. I'll eat crow on the You're also gonna eat crow on the All NBAs. You're gonna eat crow on the All NBAs as well. Okay, what's All NBAs? Fifteen All NBAs. Fifteen All NBAs. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying fifteen All NBAs. The dude went thirteen and ten in playoff series, or thirty three and ten in playoff series. Kobe Bryant. I believe he also has uh, he has seven finals appearances, which I believe is one more than Steph. I think. If Kobe was alive, he would find you. I think Steph Curry's better. Look, dude, you know I am a massive Steph Curry defender. This is tough. How do you not agree with this? This is this is tough, man. Dude, Kobe was just something. Now, okay, I'll, I'll say this. Curry makes the finals this year with this team. And even it, I, if he makes the finals, doesn't win, it makes the finals. We can have the discussion. If he wins the finals, I would 100% agree with you. Interesting. 100%. Interesting. He'd be at the same amount of titles. He'd probably be at the same amount of finals and MVPs. Yeah, I'd probably three agree. And four okay, and but, the, uh, but in your guys' defense, in your guys' defense, Steph doesn't stack up defensively overall. No, no not even career. close. He doesn't stack up with, no. he doesn't stack up with Kobe. Def- he doesn't stack up with Kobe defensively. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I, 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 I think in general, it's it's an interesting debate, but I, I do. I, part of me leans. I lean Curry, man. I do. I lean Curry over Kobe. I like Curry, Curry over Kobe. Now, anyway. now, do I get my time to talk about the series? Yeah, go ahead. Get your PR out. I will. I will. I got your blankies for you guys. Go ahead. You guys picked the Kings on the record. I was the only one who picked the Warriors. Because I know what Steph Curry and this team is capable of. Don't Steph say that. Curry team. is. Don't. Don't. Curry, Curry won the game for you in game seven. Yeah, you put an all time performance out there. Hence why you're taking him over Kobe now. It's undeniable. 
it's just on another level. And again, this is look, man, the Warriors are what the Warriors are. And I'm not, I'm not concerned about a game one loss to the Lakers. Again, I'm not going to overreact to something so foolish. Anthony Davis foolish. is going to last. Foolish. 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 That's foolish. And 30 and 20 on you. Oh my God. I bet he won't do it again. Zach will back me up on that. He, he won't do it again. Do it's every other game. Oh. 20, but 30. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh my God. Just like they figured no, out the game. Listen. Listen. <laughs> as much as I don't the like. The kids were a better team. They were, they were better coached. But a coached. Only thing I had was Steph Curry. Not Go ahead, Zach. No, listen. As much as I don't like Anthony Davis, we have to acknowledge how awesome that game was last night. I don't think there's a bigger Anthony Davis hater on the network than me. But when the guy is on, he is on. And he's he's borderline unstoppable. Now, I'll be the first to point out the inconsistencies. You know, I, I firmly believe he's not a top 75 player of all time. I'll die. I'll die on that hill. I will physically die on that hill. He's not top 75. For the reasons that we brought up off the record this week, thinking Kavon Looney is going to give him hell. He did. I mean, he got somebody, boards. If somebody like Kavon Looney is going to give you hell, I'm not talking about you. As a superstar, I'm not talking about you. I'll, I'll do respect to Kevin Kavon Looney. I think he's great, but if we're putting Anthony Davis on this pedestal, I mean, my God, he should be able to dominate Kavon Looney every night like he did last night. But, you know, you're just waiting for Anthony Davis to get hurt. You're just waiting for him to have a bad game, which will happen in this series, but I have to give credit where it's due. He came up huge last night. He's the reason they won. D'Angelo Russell had an awesome game. Uh, I bet the Warriors off, would like to have him one, one day. Off, one off. No, no, they actually would. Especially have. over Poole. Poole actually outscored Russell, Russell over Poole. So. Yeah, Russell how, did that over shot, Poole. how did that shot look at the end, Bryce? It was fine, dude. Again, I, oh my God. I don't have a problem with the shot. Caleb, before that shot, before that shot, he was... Six of ten from three. He was shooting sixty percent from three. If I told you, hey, a guy is shooting sixty percent from three, and the other guy shooting, uh, that would be forty-eight percent from three. Who would you? If, if I get just gave that to you blindly, who would you? Who would you say? The sixty percent or the forty percent? The sixty, the sixty or the forty percent? Is that what you said? Sixty, forty-eight percent. Correct. All right, I'm taking the sixty percent. And that was Jordan Poole. That was Jordan Poole. With that. And Draymond Green said the exact same thing. Like when I saw it, I'm like, I don't mind that shot. I don't, I, what I don't mind or what I do mind is that I didn't feel like he was set when he shot it. That the, he had a look. I think he took his time with the shot and, and really focused on it. I thought it, I thought his, his feet were not set. It, it was not a very pretty shot coming off. And that's why it looks so poor. I don't mind that. I know Steph Curry's frustrated, and Steph Curry probably should get that that touch quickly because he's Steph and Curry. But they were doubling him. I think someone else would beat him. The Lakers did made the right play. Steph Curry made the right play 
I feel like Jordan Poole took the right shot. He just wasn't say. I don't feel like he was ready to take the shot. But he's shooting 60%. How can I fault the guy who's shooting 60% from three-point range for the entire game to take a, a three that could possibly tie it? Right, shoot 10 seconds left. You shot a 30-footer, and you had time left on the clock to get a cleaner shot. Come on, Bryce. Maybe it, who, but maybe you don't get a cleaner shot. And plus, if you shoot with 10 seconds, there, there's a little strategy behind that, too. I don't know if he's aware of the clock, but you give yourself a chance to rebound the ball. Yeah, look, if I'm looking for a three, okay, I understand Steph Curry was doubled. Fine, fine. Steph Curry was doubled. Um, I guess like I, I guess my point is like if I'm the Warriors, I'm coming out of that play and I'm trying to gear it up for Curry or Thompson, who are the two two of the best three point shooters we have ever seen. And if I shoot, if Jordan Poole shoots at thirty five, whatever the crap that shot was, whatever crap that shot was tonight, I'm throwing my arms up in the air because I just know Jordan Poole's just not going to make it. Like I just know he's not going to make it. It's like what Draymond said with Harrison Barnes, like when he missed that open shot in the wing, Bryce. It's like, yeah, I just know he's not going to make it. Like, and that's my but point. Like, I just it, we're, we're talking very differently if he makes it, though. Bad shot because it didn't go in. All I'm saying is, I think you're living with your abs. You're begging Poole to shoot that shot. You're begging him. It was a reward for the defense. It was a reward for the Lakers that he shot that shot. The Lakers should be thrilled that he shot that shot instead of looking for Thompson, taking it in for a cleaner look. Um, I, or I just don't, I just don't think a player, I just don't think Jordan Poole, with all due respect, he's empty calories on stats. Uh, Zach, go ahead. What do you think about this uh, Warriors Lakers series? Well, I think, I think the Lakers did exactly what they had to do in this game. They had to, if they were going to get one of these games at Golden State, it was going to be this one because Curry used, I mean, it was a Steph Curry show in game seven against Sacramento. I mean, if he, if he didn't do that, they weren't going to win. And it's as simple as that. So he did it. So naturally you expect somewhat of a setback in this game from him. And that's kind of what we got. But this, this team, you know, we talked all year about the Lakers being so reliant on their superstars. The Warriors are just as reliant on theirs as the Lakers are. And I would say even more so. If Steph Curry has a bad game, they're not winning. They're not winning. We saw it in every game with Sacramento, which, uh, you know, uh, he didn't have a bad game against Sacramento, but I thought Sacramento was just a better team than Golden State. <laughs> And at the end of the day, whoever had the better player was going to win, and that's what happened. But in this series, you can't do because LeBron, even as old as he is, still plays at a very high level. Anthony Davis, when he's out there and his head's in the game, plays at a high level. And they put enough of a supporting cast around those guys at the trade deadline where they probably have a more stable rotation than the Warriors do. Because the Warriors, I mean, Steve Kerr's still trying to figure out who he's going to play. He's still messing around with, you know, Moses Moody and and guys like that. You know, Dante DiVincenzo, his minutes are fluctuating. Like Gary Payton, like who who are we who are we going to play down the stretch? Michael Green last night. To Michael Green last night. Like we're seeing the Warriors. I mean, 
they they kind of need Jordan Poole to step up and take shots like that. I'm not saying it was a great shot, but they, well, I mean, 21. what else do they have? What else do they have when Wiggins is a no show? When when Clay is a no show? By the way, we need to have the Clay wash discussion. I'm just I'm just uh, what 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 are we doing? Is. My ears like, are so, my ears are perking. Pardon? Oh my gosh! Of course, pardon. They are. Pardon? Wow. No, I've been right. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. I've said he's not the same player. I've said it. I mean, of course he's not the same player with an Achilles injury and an ACL injury, but they they need him to be what he was before he got hurt for them to even or be what he was even last year. I mean, it's just not it's not gonna be you wanna talk about sustainability. It's not going to be sustainable when you're asking Steph Curry to go out there and score 35, 40 points a night to even have a chance in these games. It's going to be a really tough matchup for the Warriors, especially size-wise. I mean, they've always struggled throughout this run. They've always struggled with big physical teams. I mean, OKC almost beat them that last Durant year with all those bigs they had. They had, they, you know, they had Cantor, Ibaka, Adams, Durant. And they pushed him to the brink. Houston had uh, Capella and uh, you know PJ Tucker, big physical and big physical wings too. And you know Sacramento just played fast and scored a hell of a lot of points. And you know the Lakers are kind of a mix of that, where they can play fast at times, but they have big they have big bodies to throw at you. And mm-hmm. the Warriors have always struggled historically with teams like that. I just seven game series to me. I mean, unless, unless Davis gets hurt, which is always a possibility. I think it's going seven and I, I, it's a coin flip. I mean, I'm rooting for the warriors because I don't want the LeBron goat talk to continue, but I really don't know who's going to win this series. I have no idea. Fair enough. Good thing. We don't have to be too over the top of the West. That's where Alex has his covered. Uh, Nuggets, Suns, uh, also a Western Conference series where the Nuggets are up two to nothing. Do we? Uh, it would be it would be really funny if uh, the Nuggets made the finals, uh, just because Bryce said the Nuggets would never get there. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get in let's, let's get into the let's get into the uh, in my opinion the part that I you know uh, the two of us have been excited to talk about. I think all three of us have been excited to talk about the NFL draft. Uh, the NFL draft took place over the weekend and. Uh, you know, I'm just going to start off with the teams. I'll start off with, uh, let's start off with Bryce. Uh, who are the five teams you come out of the draft and you're like, you're just seeing the way they draft, and you're like, I love it. I just love what they did. I think it's smart. Who are they? And, and you know, either conference, uh, uh, just, just just give me five you like. Five that stick out for me. Yep, yep. It's five that stick out for me. Pittsburgh Steelers, numero uno. Uh, number two, the Houston Texans. Number three, my Colts. Time draft for them. Um, number four, um, I actually think Seattle had a great draft as well. Huh. And then uh, number five, I think I will have to say the Eagles. Those are five number winners. Get hate on it. Uh, Zach, who you got? Five favorite teams coming out of the draft. Can I do five worst? Can I do that? 
I mean, that's fine. Go ahead. Do five, do five worst if you want. Do five worst. I don't care. Uh, number one, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Uh, like Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers, once again, phoning in the draft. Tennessee Titans. Horrible draft. Uh, let me think here. Raiders, awful draft. I know they got the tight end from Notre Dame, but you had Darren Waller. So you better you better hope he's better than Darren Waller. Um and then Jaguars. Yeah. Jaguars. Oh, absolutely. You know, they didn't really fill any needs besides the Cam Robinson thing. And that's just a suspension. It's not like he's out the whole year. So uh-huh. really questionable moves. But uh, you know, the main storyline. Yeah, you know, we get our guy. We get the future. I don't have to hang myself. No, get a room. <laughs> what? Oh, I'll get a I'll room get a with room. Anthony Richardson. I'll get a room with Anthony Richardson. Yes, please. I will. I will get a room with him. I'll go to Continental Breakfast with him the next morning. I will. I'll go to the book steam it, room with book him. Book it, Lynn. Book it, Lynn. Clown. Book us a room. Book All right, it. I'll book it for you. And, and you. you know what, Caleb? Uh, uh, you know what? When you draft Anthony Richardson in fantasy, holy <laughs> crap from you. But first off, first off, how about you shut the crap up? I put the Colts. How about you shut the crap up? Because I put the I, I have the Colts high on my list as a top. I have them as the best draft in the league. I have them as the best draft oh. in the league. Oh. I have them as the best draft in the league. on us, though. No, I Bad. just thought you were getting him, but you, you're, there was competency from your organization. This is a shocker no, when no, I see you, it. No, you Richardson, played. Richardson, you, 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 no, you got played by the media. That's what happened. No, no, no. no your team in the no. Ursay gave me the confirmation. He gave me the confirmation. You were picking Levis. You were picking Levis, and Richardson wasn't there. You were picking Levis. You were picking yeah, Levis. He, was he there, said it. So. Yeah, I know. You got away with it. You got away with it. But the incompetency would have shown. No, but either way, I have to give you credit. Uh, the Colts got, uh, in my opinion, they had my favorite uh, draft. Uh, I, I like them a ton uh, coming out of the draft. Um, good call, I think, on Seattle, Bryce. I just really like how they decided to approach this. And, and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh uh, is absolutely my dark horse team this year. Uh, I just, I love the Steelers. I love Pittsburgh could yeah. be a playoff team this year. They're, they're picking up the right guys. They're they just they, they nailed everything. They didn't overthink it. I mean, like, they just didn't overthink it. They just went out and got ballers everywhere. I love what they did. Uh, uh, Philadelphia uh, as well. And I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think they had a really solid draft. Uh, Paris Johnson, I thought, was really good. Uh, they went out and they got Ojalari to help on the edge. Uh, they went out they got Garrett Williams. I just like what they did. I just think that this was a team that Well, that's because Steve Kime had nothing to do with the draft this year. I mean, you said that. I, I think I think the Cardinals also <laughs> found ways to get future capital, which I think they should get some credit for because I think this is a team that you know have to figure out. You know, have to get ch- uh, probably cheaper. You know, they have a lot of bigger salaries. They're going to have to get cheaper, get some younger stuff the process because when you have a guy like Kyler who's still young in his career, gives you an opportunity to reset yourself. If you're a new general manager, new front office, and. I mean, getting Paris Johnson, that's just a pick Kime would have made. I mean, it's a fact. So 
I mean, the new Cardinal front office at least shows some competency in the trenches uh, with getting a guy such as Paris Johnson and, and, and listening to their quarterback. I mean, look, like we want to sit there and, and you know, it, he's begged for an offensive lineman for a while. I mean, Bryce, you and I really critique mm-hmm. the Cardinals offensive line, but it's not years. really but it's like it's I can't say it's Kyler's fault because Kyler begged for help every year and the team doesn't really put together the top end resources. They they put together top end resources for wide receivers. Like I just I just think that the Cardinals came out of this draft. I just like what they did and I think they could potentially have two starters on the offensive line. Bryce with God, with uh, John Gaines from UCLA and a chance for Paris Johnson to be the day one left tackle and be a cornerstone for this franchise. I I, mm-hmm. I really like what they did and uh, I'll be curious to see, um, you know, how it goes moving forward. Uh, Zach, do you have a best five? Because I was going to make you do your worst five after you did your best five. Well, my best five is the, uh, I mean, the Steelers, you know, typical Steelers fashion, they just go out and get the best guys available, particularly the best defensive guys. Uh, I actually thought the Ravens had a good draft. Getting another receiver for Lamar, I feel like that was probably a stipulation in his deal. Like, hey, you have to draft a receiver for God's sake, uh, and I'll resign. <laughs> uh, Colts, obviously, we get our quarterback of the future, whether that's going to be immediately next year or we're going to ease into it. I don't know. I don't really care. We just got him. That's that's all I care about. Uh, Seahawks. Probably getting the best receiver in the draft. Uh, Bolstering up that. Yeah. Bolstering up that arsenal for Geno. See, they're going to make it really easy for Geno to replicate last year. Uh, And then I'll go with the Eagles. Uh, the Philadelphia Bulldogs just basically takes filling every hole that they had in the off season through the draft. So I don't think they're going to win 14 games again, but I think they're going to be best team in the NFC again. So uh, their defense is going to be back. They're going to be really tough. And they, you know, this wasn't a draft thing, but they also got DeAndre Swift. Uh, as basically a throw-in, so that was pretty cool for them. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 my five, five best. Your five, uh, your five. There you go, five best. Uh, Bryce, uh, teams that you just thought overall sucked, just didn't have a good draft, just didn't have a, you know, needed to call, you know, some sort of general manager, uh, help needed to have the assistant line open. Because uh, they just they just didn't have the feel of the board in your opinion. Who 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 sticks out? Yep, top of my list: New York Jets. You did absolutely nothing. You got jumped by uh, Belichick. Screwed you by uh, trading <laughs> with uh, with Pittsburgh. LOL. Take your L. You did nothing to get better. You reached on a linebacker on an edge linebacker. Congrats, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Enjoy eighth place. Uh, the Cowboys. They panic picked in the first in the first round, um, and they did nothing to get better, in my opinion. So, congrats on that. Congrats on all of that. I don't know why you're looking at me like that, Caleb. That this does nothing for them to move the needle. So, there you go. Uh, Cleveland, um, the rapist. Uh, you did nothing to help them. 
Um, you know, terrible draft in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Jack or the Raiders didn't think they did a very good job either. And I think there was one more. Uh, well, both. I mean, Zach already mentioned Detroit and Green Bay absolutely blew their drafts. Now I'm going to give Detroit a pass. I'm going to give them a pass because they've nailed the past couple drafts. If you feel like you're ready to make these just cute moves, these cute picks, then so be it. But I don't know that you're ready for that quite yet. Hendon Hooker so, pick was laughable. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah, I, I, And the Gibbs I just, pick looks a little better since they got off Swift, but... No, no. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, no, it's, I wouldn't no, have got off no. Swift. Yes, it does. If they would have no. kept Swift, it wouldn't have made any sense. It still doesn't it wouldn't make have made sense. any sense. It still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make Why? sense. You... Look it how much money you're going to pay your now. running backs. Look how much money you're paying your running backs. Look how much money you're paying. Right. Look at it's bad. Look at look at it. Look at it yourself, you clown. Look at it yourself. Look <laughs> up, you look at the look contracts. At? Look at L, the contracts L. between Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Look at those contracts. Look at those contracts. Hug back on here and then tell me I'm right. <laughs> what? What? That's what I want they're you to rookies. do. Because the Lions, the the Lions but you but it's strong pick sack. You know they're gonna pay him. It they're, they're not cheap. You're pay, You're combining the amount of money you're combining. All I'm saying was in your running saying was in your running game. They is, uncrowded the backfield. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Guys, help me. They did, they, I wouldn't have given. Up, I wouldn't have given up it, on Swift. But it it doesn't look look, better. Nothing looks good enough. It doesn't move the needle. I think Zach. I think I think the hooker one is much worse than the Gibbs. I one. agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. The, that pick made no sense to me because what Goff did was was. I mean, I guess they maybe maybe they want him as a backup, but I just thought it was too high. Uh, Bryce, in my opinion, the team that uh, just sticked out to me. Maybe you thought about him. Maybe you didn't consider him because they didn't have very many picks. I just thought the Dolphins were horrible. What did they do? What did they do? Picking needs weren't available. Picking the cor- picking corner. You go first out, you pick, trade Ramsey. You go out, you try to get a running back when you just recently, when you had two or three pretty nice ones. You go out and you get a wide receiver. Why in God's green earth you need another wide receiver after you signed all those guys last year? And then you go back to the offensive line as your last pick. Uh, Bryce, I just really wasn't a fan. I just didn't feel like mm-hmm. uh, they were drafting uh, to set a foundation towards their team. Uh, that team really sticks out to me in terms of, uh, in my opinion, a pathetic draft. Uh, I, I would say the Denver Broncos as well, Bryce, given their limited compensation. Uh, I don't get the pick of Marvin Mims. You know, if I have the receivers that I have, I well, just they want to get stretch. off one. They want to get off one of the receivers, though. I mean, if they get off the receiver, fine. But I mean, still, I don't get it. I mean, I just think there's other priorities on this team that, you know, you, you besides going out and getting a wide receiver. I mean, I just, I mean, we, we kind of saw, in my opinion, Bryce, this, this, we, I think you and I mostly talked about just how bad their second level was on defense. And they, they only, they draft, they drafted a, th- a, a Drew Sanders, a third round pick. But in my opinion, like they, they should have done more uh, in, in the trenches. They only drafted one offensive lineman. They drafted him in the seventh round. Like you have three or four really good wide receivers, Bryce, before you had Mims. And I just, I mean, I, I don't get this draft. I mean, that, that was weird to me. I felt like they were trying to be too cute and, uh, and unnecessary. And, and I got to say, Washington, I just think Washington, 
didn't really stretch oh, a couple of their picks. I mean, I, I'm not crazy on the idea of, of overdrafting, in my opinion, for four. He might be good for them, but I still think that's an overpick. Uh, I, I'm not as – I just think the top of their draft boards were shaky for me, Bryce. I mean – I mean, Curl had a you know not as great of a season last year, but I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have given up on the safeties. I just again, you know, I felt like this team didn't protect. You know, like if you're gonna bank on Howell, right? If you want Sam Howell to be your starting quarterback, which I mean, honestly, it feels like that's what they want to do. So if they want Sam Howell to be their quarterback, like, are you not trying to put an offensive line around this man? Right. When is Washington going to learn their lesson? Not. Right, like Trent Williams, God, Scherf, God. I mean, his team, I guess, just doesn't buy you to trenches, which, I mean, I mean, Zach, I know, always has a lot to say on that. But, like, Washington, just the fact that they value the trenches to me is just ridiculous. I, I would have absolutely thought that they would have been a team that I just thought would have had a better draft. And I agree with you guys on the Raiders for how many picks they had. I just didn't feel like any of the picks made sense. I mean, you know, you had Waller, you traded him. You picked O'Connell in the fourth round. I don't, I don't like O'Connell's a fourth round quarterback. You go out and Why you are get you taking a quarterback too. Well, I mean, it's Jimmy, you know, Jimmy G though. It's Jimmy G, you know, he's, uh, he's so good, but you know, they, they go get it. I mean, I hated their pick in the first round. I, I mean, you got so many needs on this team and your best player is an edge rusher and you go back to the well for an edge rusher in the first round. I mean, I just don't understand. Those were the teams that stuck out to me. Um, going back to the top of the draft board, um, obviously, you guys touched on a little bit. Will Levis slips. The, the kind of the three that everybody liked, everybody that kind of, everybody's like, there's no way Will Levis, right? Like, you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, like those three guys get taken and set the market for quarterbacks. Um, I guess like was what what kind of sticks out? I mean, let's start with Bryce. Bryce obviously is the number one pick and he goes to Carolina. But so now that we know he's going to Carolina, Zach, I mean, you saw Frank Reich as a coach and you saw what he could do. You saw what he did with luck. How do you think Bryce can help Carolina just kind of give this team some sort of direction that frankly uh, they haven't had since Cam Newton uh, at the quarterback position? They haven't had a quarterback since Cam Newton, and they haven't had an, an, a player that can be this electric since probably Christian McCaffrey, who they traded last year. So they've made some good moves. I think I think the Thielen move's a little overrated. I just think he's, you know, he's over the hill. I think he adds good experience to that receiving core. So they also improved uh, and drafts but you know going back to Frank Reich it's just Frank Reich's a good I mean Andrew Luck probably had his best season as a pro under Frank Reich there's something to be said for that but Frank Reich as a coach makes some questionable decisions I mean he's aggressive sometimes but his play calling I mean just fucking infuriating how many how many big physical tight ends did we have and Never got plays run for him. You know, we had Jonathan Taylor, probably the best running back in the league a couple years ago, and we're running plays for Naeem Hines or or Deion Jackson or whoever's back there. I mean, it's just infuriating. Um, 
and luck bailed them out a couple of times in that first, of a lot of times in that first year when you look back on it. But I, I think the Panthers in a couple of years, maybe even 2024 season, they could be pretty frisky. And that division is so bad. I mean, it could be this year. Who knows? Fair enough. Um, Bryce, I'm, uh, I'm curious here on, you know, you get young, Carolina gets young, and then Houston, the rumors were all over the place. You know, Will Anderson, Levis, Wilson, even. Then they just kind of go with the consensus pick after, after Houston was trying to sell themselves as an organization not taking a quarterback. And then they go out and they get Will Anderson. I mean, Bryce, I don't know how much this move immediately changes, but do you like the fact that Houston was trying? It feels like they're trying to be, they're not trying to be the team that's last place in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Even though they gave up next year's pick, which I think is a pretty good pick uh, for a team to have. I, I do think I understand. I understand why the team made the move and, I can't really hard. I can't. I can't criticize them for it because I think they've got to show these fans that we want to. We want to try to build something. We just. We don't want to just try to stink the whole time. Yep. Uh, and I was telling Zach this. I mean, and and Zach was in agreement with me. I mean, we we're kind of on the same page, right? It's if you asked, if you sat a GM down and asked them, what are the foundations for your franchise as far as per, as personnel goes? They tell you an edge rusher and a quarterback. And they went out and they got their edge rusher and quarterback of the future and back-to-back picks. It makes total sense. I'm with you. Giving up next year's first, eh, I don't know. But if Will Anderson is as good as everyone says it is, totally worth it. And C.J. Stroud, you know, I'm a big Stroud guy. I think he's the most accurate quarterback, the most level-headed quarterback, um, you know, in this class. Um, I just just hope they do right by C.J. Stroud. I really want to see him succeed help kick this stigma of Ohio state quarterbacks first and foremost. And it sucks that, you know, we have to play against my team has to play against them twice in a year. Cause again, I want to see them succeed. Um, but they got a good, they got a good quarterback. I mean, it's going to be an upgrade from Davis mills. It's going to be an upgrade from what they've had, the you know, over, well, I guess not since the Deshaun Watson years, but give them the weapons, give them the offensive line, which it seems like they're committed to doing, you know, signing Dalton Schultz, um, I think will really yep. help as a safety valve. They got uh, Damian Pierce in the backfield uh, that can help relieve some of the pressure off Stroud. So they they have a good basis under them because I thought the Texans had a really good draft last year. They got their corner. Hmm. They got their running back. They got their safety. Uh, so, I mean, they have really good pieces to build on. Do I think that they're ready to compete yet? No, but yeah, I think you're right, Caleb. They're not going to be the worst team in football. I literally, I'm, I'm honestly convinced that's why they made the move, guys. Like, I think they recognize that they're not going to be very good next year. But at the same time, I just don't think they want to be looked at as the worst team in football. And, you know, I can respect that. You know, just respect that they're trying to make a step of some sort. And, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, like, that's a, that's a good move. I got to give credit where it's due to get that extra compensation. Like, they, they, they could be set for a really nice draft, you know. And depending on how they feel about Gannon you know, if he can take him into the right direction, 
you know, they might have something going. They might have some cooking. Oh, Lord, he's no Gannon is way over here. his head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna rule it out till I, I'm I'm not gonna rule it out till I see him coach or at least a game. But I, I just when I see this when I see this situation in the draft with Houston, it's like everybody's like you said, Bryce is critiquing just the concept of well, if Will Anderson doesn't live up to it, but like I don't know, I just. Sometimes I think you just have to make a move like that to just show that you're trying to compete. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, you know, because I think you've, you've got to do something because clearly what you're trying to do and what you were doing is, is not getting you anywhere. You're consistently in the top five. So I don't know. We'll see what, you know, how, how that, how, ah, how all that plays up. Uh, Zach, I am curious uh, to get your take on a team here, uh, a team that I think that is uh, near and dear uh, to your heart uh, when it comes to uh, the NFL draft. Uh, I, I I figured, you know, you of all people uh, would love to talk about the Chicago Bears uh, not taking uh, Saransky, uh from Northwestern, a player that, you know, is from the area in Chicago and proved to be the top, the top offensive lineman yeah. prospect. Maybe him or Paris Johnson uh, as the top tar- uh, top offensive line targets. Uh, I, Zach, I'm just curious. I mean, you got a the hometown guy right there picking a ten, and uh, you go the opposite way. Um, are are you uh, of the belief that Scrantz's got to be your guy there at ten? Without question. Uh, you know, I forgot to mention the Bears and shittiest draft of the year, but I mean, <laughs> I guess I felt like it spoke for itself. I mean, you have the most obvious pick, like you say, in their backyard. In their backyard. I mean, can't be five miles away from Soldier Field. Or ten miles away. And, you know, arguably the best lineman, offensive lineman in the draft uh uh-huh. typical Titans fashion falls in their lap because of another team's blunder. I mean, I don't even know right. who the Bears picked with that selection. I don't even know because I was so they they picked, I mean I couldn't um, they picked Darnell Wright, your best friend Darnell Wright uh from Tennessee. I mean, I think Darnell Wright's friend. gonna be good, but I mean shit. Scronsky was <laughs> top of some some people's boards. I mean, it's just not it's just classic bears. You know, they need to fields finally show some promise last year. They go and get him a receiver with DJ Moore, but I just don't think that line is short up enough where, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, not be a bottom five team. I just, or a bottom 10 team. I mean, that whole division as in total, the NFC North just had a dog shit draft and the bears, you know what's crazy about the Vikings? Kind of like the, you know, no Vikings left here. For you no, no, not as no, long as Kirk okay, Cousins no, is your brand. quarterback. No, it's on, it's on, it's on brand for Zach, Caleb. You you know you're not going to get anywhere there. Well, clearly Bryce still hasn't taken his L from the NFL playoffs when Kirk Cousins shat the bed per usual. But you know, as well, long as Kirk Cousins is better. Okay, great. What's he going to do? Throw a four yard out on fourth down? Great. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see it with this team. I mean, again, as long as Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, you know, Bryce will sit here and defend. But as long as Kirk Cousins is the quarterback, this team's not doing anything. And I'll say it again, just like I did last year, not winning a playoff game. Don't care.
<laughs> Look, I, I will, I'll say this. The other pick, uh, I was curious to get your thoughts on Bryce is a player that everyone really liked, you know, and people thought would get picked high was B. John Robinson. But the Falcons took it. After the last couple drafts, they've gone out and gotten a receiver, gone out, gotten a tight end. Like Bryce is, is this what you're like? Is this what you're wanting? Like all these skill players and like, is that, is that the way to go in your opinion? I guess like how, how did you think about this? This is terrible, dude. I love Bijan Robinson. That dude's a stud. He should have went to Ohio state. Uh, It still haunts me to this day. We probably have a title. If he went to Ohio State. Anyways, uh, I love Bijan, but not at number eight for Atlanta. Not for Atlanta at all. Uh, this is a really bad move. I don't know what Arthur Smith is hoping for. Um, I guess if you want to see Desmond, if, see if Desmond Ritter can really play. But you have so many other needs. You know, Spoiler you can alert, no. the offensive line. You can help out that defense. Like, you have good pieces on defense. But you you need to get a serious pass rush. And let me tell you, Calais Campbell isn't a serious pass rush. Campbell, but... Yeah. Like Cardinals, Calais Campbell. Right. Come on. I like Terrell in the the secondary, but you need more than that. So I I don't love it, especially when Algier just came off what? I think he rushed for 1,000, didn't he? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he I mean, he, he had a good year. Yeah. And he did. you still have Patterson. I know Patterson's getting up there in age, and maybe you want to reduce his touches. Totally understandable. But, I mean, you could sign somebody out on – I mean, you could have I traded agree. for DeAndre Swift. If you really needed something. If you really thought you needed right. it. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Really bad move, in my opinion, especially if you're not even going to throw to Kyle Pitts, who you spent another first-round pick. I think he was eight as well. Um, well, that, fact, that, I, I think mean, Ridley might have been eight. So, I mean, just, I mean, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing here, guys? And that, they don't even have yeah. Ridley anymore. London, I guess. Yeah, London, who they picked top five, right? They picked just them in the dumb. top ten. You know, like, it's just, it's not, it's not ideal that, I just don't think that's the right way to build a team, especially when you look at that roster. I just didn't understand um, I didn't understand that pick, but you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, if you're going to make that move, you're going to make that move. Uh, Patriots. I forgot about them. Uh, I have to give them confidence. Bill was back on the draft. Um, yeah, they did. He, he didn't have, uh, he didn't have uh, Patricia or his son, uh, make picks for him. Uh, he gets Christian Gonzalez, uh, or somehow that guy slipped, uh, Patriots ended up with a decent first round pick. And I like what they did. Felt like they got the needs that they needed to have. Um, I don't know whether I think the team's making the playoffs, but, you know, I mean, it definitely seemed like Bill Belichick, uh, you know, was able to do what he needed to do to effectively uh, have a nice draft. Um, is there anything else on this draft that you guys want to talk about that I didn't touch on? Um, is there any team, I, I will say this, um, I think you know, this is kind of an NFL topic, but at the same time, I think it relates to the draft. Uh, the Saints have put themselves in a bed here. Uh, I mean, Dennis Allen's got to make the playoffs, and they have a top defense. I know that's a random subject, but like they really went out and like tried to upgrade the defense. 
And Dallas Allen's a defensive coordinator. And if he's trying to build this team with the defense, like they got to be a top level unit. I mean, I'm not going to ask Zach what he thinks about Dennis Allen, but like Bryce, like you, you're, <laughs> do you like when, when you're looking at the Saints and you're looking at their draft and what they tried to prioritize, like does that move suggest to you like that they, I mean, I, I mean, that division is open. Like, do they feel like that the division is open and it's theirs? Like, do they, are they not even worried about it? Possibly. I mean, but think about this. I mean, with a division that poor, a defense could carry you to a division title. So, I mean, if you beef it up, you could get carried. If you just have a decent offense, you know, which I think Derek Carr provides, I think he provides a decent offense with Olave coming back for a second year. Michael Thomas, hopefully to stay healthy this year. Um, You know, time will tell. Kamara is still there. Um, I actually like that running back that they got from, from TCU. To, to kind yeah. of spell Camara, yeah. you know, as Ingram sees his way out of, you know, possibly into retirement soon. Um, so I like the Saints. They, I think they got a real shot to, at the division title. I think it'd be between them and the Panthers, as, as you know, shockingly enough. Uh, I think the Panthers just by default because they've put so much talent on that team. But we've also seen a team coached by Frank Reich with all the talent in the world, and they just absolutely suck. So... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, time will tell, but I do like the Saints. But Caleb, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you are you going to bet Anthony Richardson to win Rookie of the Year this year? A little future. Uh, give me one second. Uh, I haven't been checking the FanDuel apps lately. Uh, I, I've been... Uh, I, uh, Betty, Betty gets a bit of my repertoire. Uh, let me, let me, <laughs> okay. let me, let me, okay. let me, but let me check in all seriousness. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look at the odds real quick for you. Uh, sponsored by uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Again, I don't have the app. Uh, I just had to pull it up on uh, the website just oh, yeah. to make sure I had something. Um, oh, I, I, do we have rookie year on? Maybe not. Oh, um, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Um, we do have, we do. Uh, and and Anthony Richardson is tied for third for rookie of the year. Tied for third at plus seven hundred. Uh, B. John Robinson is first with three hundred. Young with yeah. four thirty. Uh, in Jigba at uh, nine hundred. Uh, Gibbs at nine hundred. And uh, look, I, I'm not. I'm. I don't hate that seven hundred. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it's, it's pretty nice value. I could see him kill it. Uh, but that offensive line, I mean, they, they got a block for this man. I mean, he, he's, he's an incredible talent, but they can't just expect his athleticism to be able to just, you know, do everything for them. I mean, it's not how it works. I mean, you got to protect him in a way. And I, I hope that they do that because he deserves it. Uh, there's no question about it. And, uh, you know, hope that, but I, I mean, yeah, I'll definitely look into it. Uh, but I haven't, are I'd be you honest, watching him? Sure. Are you, if he's on TV, are you watching him? I mean, I think right now, he, he yeah. I mean, I kind of want to see what he's doing early in the season uh, before your sorry team gets another top five pick. Uh, I'd like oh, to see. I'd God. like to see Richardson. I'd like to see Richardson's talent develop and uh, and get better over time. And I, I think I think it'd be fun. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, there's only a couple teams right now that I have as on uh, a do not disturb in the sense of I just don't want to look at them. 
uh, because I just think they're going to be horrible. Uh, the team that I think the two teams that stick out for me are, uh, are the Tennessee Titans, uh, just because I feel yeah, like they're, just, no. they're 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 dang near going to be in shambles. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, I think Green Bay's in shambles. I think Green Bay's in shambles. Uh, I just think they're in shambles. Uh, the front office has no idea what they want, and uh, that means I got no idea what I'm watching uh, and viewing. So those are my two teams I have right now on uh, that I've, I've listed as I'm probably not going to watch unless they make more moves. Um, I think that this is a, you know, again, it should be fun to watch, like how some of these young guys play. We're seeing rookies produce at such a fast rate now. There isn't as much of a learning curve, in my opinion. Like, it feels like we're seeing guys impact. We may not see them be superstars, like, immediately, but we see them have, like, good roles and play well. And, like, if you look at this draft, like, I don't know, maybe it's just my opinion, but, like, there seems to be, like, a lot of guys where you're just, like, they're starting. Like, they're just starting. Like, you know they're starting. There's no, like, oh, like, let's wait, let's bench them, or let's try to give them development. Like, it feels like every guy that got taken in the first round specifically will be starting. And like, I think that's exciting for the NFL, you know, that there's going to be a lot of draft picks immediately getting ready to work. Um, should be fun. One thing quick before we go, uh, Tampa Bay, why the absolute world did you pick a defensive tackle? Uh, Bryce, uh, Zach, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a privilege to have you back on uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, we're, we're kicking it, kicking it in high gear. Uh, draft concludes should be fun. Maybe there's some action going on in terms of the NFL. Now that the you know kind of the the draft is over, maybe it opens up for some trades. Maybe it opens up uh, for some uh, you know potential free agency signings. Uh, maybe guys get cut that you know we don't expect. Uh, it opens up something. So obviously we'll talk about all that uh, as everything goes on. So gentlemen, it's a privilege to have you on. And uh, listeners, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. 